With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of the Streakers Podcast. We are the ones that got away. I am Mason McGlair. That is Patrick Private. I hope everybody is having themselves a great Sunday. We got NFL Week 5 uh, right now. Actually, starting and going on at the moment, we got the Jaguars and the Bills playing, um, and we just had a big a big deal. Finally, Jonathan Taylor is going to be playing some football. It seems with the Indianapolis Colts, and we also had Thursday night football with the what felt like kind of a toilet bowl, but it wasn't necessarily. It was actually a pretty good game. The uh, Chicago Bears taking on the Washington Commanders, and we also got our Week Five pickup this week coming up. Uh, but as always, gonna ask Patrick, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm I'm on the ropes of a tough college football weekend, man. UCF oh, man. got killed. Texas was my big team uh, this year to make the uh, college football playoff. That's still alive, but man, they lost Oklahoma uh, very very late. Quinn Ewers three turnovers, so did not make me look good. And then on top of that, Notre Dame lost last night to Louisville, so. Their college football playoff hopes are actually dead. So definitely a rough Saturday as far as the picks. But, yeah, no, a lot of teams, um, a lot of good football was played, excuse me, I should say, on Thursday. The Bears look good. Yeah, they look really, really good. They finally got D.J. Morse back. He had, like, 230 yards, eight catches, three touchdowns. Yeah, I think he had three touchdowns. He had a lot of fantasy points, man. He looked good. The Bears looked like they did in the first half of uh, last week's game. You had him in fantasy? I had him in fantasy. I had did a, you I play was him? Going up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I had faith in him. Uh, I mean, I didn't expect 49 points, but, hey, we'll take it. I'm going up against my buddy, so I've been, I was talking trash to him uh, on Thursday. So that was a lot of fun. And then in another league, I have Justin Fields. So – there's a lot of people that have the Justin Fields, DJ Moore combo. So they were living life on Thursday night. But uh, what a combo to have right? in fantasy, yeah. I feel, to really bank everything on. I, I'd imagine through the first few weeks, it probably wasn't that good. But yeah, no, contract extension talks now with the with yeah. the running backs. Yes, Jonathan Taylor is back. I don't even know what was the deal. It was like 
four years, three years. Maybe maybe the rest of the maybe the rest of this year, and then after that, three years, I believe. Okay. So like the kicks in after this year. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't I don't know exactly. Yeah, I couldn't remember if I saw three right. or four years. Um, but yeah, he's back with the Colts. That's huge for the Colts because they're in a really good position right now. Um, they're in first place right now in the in the South. Which yeah, is... three years, forty-two million. Yeah, okay. man, the Colts look good. This could be. This is a team I think could win the division. Um, Anthony Richardson, as long as he stays healthy, it looks like they got something going there. With Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor coming back, you know, you you kind of felt like it would. He wasn't going to sit the entire year like Le'Veon Bell did. So mm-hmm. it's you nice to, to see him come back. Yeah, yeah. You want to see him play too, just in general as fans. And the Jags, they're winning right now, which we haven't even mentioned, I guess, or maybe you did a little bit. But you know, the, it looks like if even if the Jags win today, uh, it looks like the Colts would still be in the lead, right, for the division if they win, if they I win today as well. Yeah, because they'll Jacksonville would be three and two, and then they would be three. Wait, where are they? Are they two and two? Yeah, I thought they were two Colts? and two now. Oh, I'm I'm silly. Um, hold on, where are they? Colts. They are right here going up against Tennessee, which we will get to. Yeah, they're also two and two. Okay. Yeah, they'll get um, an extra division win there too. Yeah, yeah, that would be huge. But yeah, getting back Jonathan Taylor is enormous. No, they they actually are tied with Jacksonville because they lost them week one. So. Okay, gotcha. Uh, of course, yeah, they, they'll so yeah they're probably second. They lose the head to head. Hey, but, we didn't expect this out of the Colts either way. We expect them to kind of be dead last pretty much in that division, maybe in third. So what they're doing is is above what anyone really expected. Uh, Zach Moss has been holding down the fort. He's been running the ball really, really well for them. Um, kind of interesting how you have Zach Moss, who's been like one of the best running backs in the league so far this year. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's just go give Jonathan Taylor all the money that he wants. Like, you just were like, negotiating to not do that then you have a really good running back and then you go and sign the guy for so much money i mean good for jonathan taylor of course and good for the running back uh community as a whole but it's just kind of weird what the colts did there they definitely soured the relationship with jonathan taylor but he's back so i guess there's really nothing to really complain about yeah, money money talks. I was definitely nervous. I remember like thinking that this was like the end of the world uh way way back before training camp even started where it just felt like oh my god, like Ursay had his comments or whatever and it was just going to be a mess. I didn't know if like he would even really want to play there. There was a whole running back meeting over Zoom during like you know, like his holdout essentially. And I I didn't know if this deal would get done. I, I mean, there it had been quiet on on the front lately so maybe that's that's usually a sign where things are moving you know people are people are calling each other they're making deals they're getting stuff to work because if he had been traded i mean we probably would have heard about it a lot more there have been running backs that have been dealt uh lately in this uh during the season and he he wasn't one of them obviously so clearly there was there was something there was uh, i don't know they they knew the price i guess maybe in a sense they knew like they could probably get there. They just didn't want to. So it is interesting whenever you see something like this go down though, because um, 
it, it, I guess it's just like one of those professional relationships. He's just going to have to suck it up, come in and play. He's going to pay $42 million over the next three years. So he'll have to go in and just do his thing. Where, where do you think this gives – do you think this could like – okay, we both say that we think that the Colts can win the division. What do you think is the ceiling for the Colts? Do you think that they could get a playoff game? I mean, honestly, I like I'm thinking Anthony Richardson's going to get better as the season goes on, depending on who they match up with. The AFC is so tough. I don't know, but yeah. they'd get a home game. Um, what they they beat the they beat the Ravens, so that's a pretty big win. That's a really talented veteran team. So I don't see why they couldn't get themselves a playoff win. I think that's probably their ceiling, just one win in the playoffs. But that's a again above and beyond what anyone's really expecting going into the season with them. A rookie quarterback, Jonathan Taylor fiasco and now they're playing well everything looks good so yeah i don't know things that, could, that, things can go south quick they can they can but they've been they've been doing really well so just kind of keep going hopefully jonathan taylor coming back doesn't mess with any of the mojo that they have uh i don't is he gonna play this week do we know that's a good question i don't think i don't think he'll play this week that's a quick turnaround. Um man. <laughs> that would be so that would be so tough, I feel. I think he is like on all like the fantasy. He's stuff. activated. Yeah. But of uh, course they had to do that because he was on the reserve PUP list. So hmm. they probably just had to activate him. I don't know if maybe I think he is gonna play today. I really do. Maybe in a limited role, but I think he will play. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure fantasy managers everywhere are hoping and praying that he plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I'm going up against him this week, so I kind of hope he doesn't play. But selfishness. I think he'll, I think he'll suit up. I agree. I think he'll suit up. I don't think it'll be a full workload. Obviously, it can't possibly be. But yeah, I think he's going to suit up and play. Yeah, I don't think that Tennessee's got a real shot today. I think that's going to be a big jolt of energy for the Colts, and I think they're going to take care of it. Yeah, we'll get into that we'll a little that. bit more later. Let's move on to the Thursday night football game. You know, we kind of touched on it a little bit. The Bears went into Washington pretty much with no one probably picking them uh, and beat the the Commanders 40-20. to 20. Man, Justin Fields had himself a day, 15-29, to 29, 282 yards, four touchdowns. Of those 282 yards, 230 of it went to DJ Moore. And three of those touchdowns went to him as well. Cole Komet had himself a touchdown. And as for the rushing for the team, Justin Fields was second with 57. But Khalil Herbert, solid day with 76 yards, just kind of doing his thing. So that's a huge win there for for the Bears. It kind of shows, like, okay, we can do something here. But you are going against the commanders. Sam Howell had a nice day. 37 to 51, 388 yards, two touchdowns, just one interception. They didn't have anything going really on the ground, but because they were down early, uh, they just kind of had to keep throwing the ball. Uh, Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin was not really a factor. I don't, for me personally, I have never been high on McLaurin. I don't know why. So many people are super, super high on Scary Terry, but. I just never have. Maybe it's because the quarterbacks that he has have always been really spotty. But 
I don't know. Everyone's like saying this dude's like crazy, but he doesn't really produce the numbers that garner that. So I don't know if it's like a quarterback situation, if it's a him situation. I don't really know. And then I do have one question. Is Ron Rivera, should he be gone from the commander's head coaching position? Um. So, yeah, after last week, they did not go for two against the Eagles on the road as an underdog. You know, it's Riverboat Ron. You're thinking they're going to go for it. He's going to take a risk, but it's – that was just not what happened, and they ended up losing in overtime. Now this week, just getting just blasted by the Bears. I don't know if he's going to be gone midseason. I think like he's such a veteran head coach, and he's been so good for so long in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be gone, or they're just going to shove him aside. But this team definitely has a lot of issues, and I don't know exactly what Ron Rivera necessarily fixes here. I mean, Chase Young got is back. He got healthy. So the Washington Commanders D-line is supposed to be something to be afraid of. Their offensive line is really bad. One of the worst in the league. Sam Howell was sacked five times on Thursday. So there's not a lot to like in the trenches. There's, you know, you have a big time player in there, but, you know, not a ton of different difference makers. You just brought in Eric Bieniemy, and he looks like he's tapping into something with Sam Howell. Maybe that's the way that you want to go. I mean, it'd be kind of interesting that that's, how BNME gets his first coaching job would be going to a different team. That's not the chiefs and a lateral uh, move and then gets the job uh, the next year. You know, Rivera, I don't think he's lost the locker room because I did see a report earlier in the season that he had told, and I mentioned this, I think last time that he was telling players to buy into what BNME was, was doing. Uh, and because he's such a hard coach and they did, and they're playing pretty pretty formidably on offense. So I think he's still got the voice uh, in that locker room. Sometimes though, it's, it's just time for a new, a new face. Uh, and that might be what it is for the commanders. I mean, with, with the whole new changes and and ownership and everything like that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was gone next year. I don't know. I, I, this does have a feeling uh, of being Rivera's last coaching position in the NFL head coaching position. I, I don't know why I get that vibe. It's just he was with the Panthers for so long. This thing with the Commanders feels like it's been a few years already. Um, I could I could see him. I could see him be gone though. I could see him moving into like a front office kind of role after he's done coaching. Um, but I I fully agree with everything you said there. Uh, that would be super cool for Bianca if he's able to take over this position here because as you said, it does look like he's unlocked a little bit of something with Sam Howell. I just think he needs uh. Obviously, just a better offensive line. So maybe in the draft, you can get something there, free agency. And maybe, yeah. like, one top-tier weapon. I know a lot of people say, again, as I was just saying, McLaurin is that top-tier weapon, but he's been there for so long, and I just I have not seen that production level of a top-tier guy. I'm talking, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a C.D. Lamb type, or maybe if if you have a draft pick that's high enough, uh, Marvin Johnson coming out of Ohio State, like something like that. That's where I'm thinking that he might need. Um, then uh, talking about the Bears for a second, I don't think this does much for them for the season. I just think it they obviously end that 14-game losing streak. Justin Fields finally gets himself a win. They get rid of Tra- Chase 
Claypool. Maybe it was him the whole time. Maybe he was the problem. I don't know. But, yeah, the, I think this just boosts the morale of the team. But I think starting off 0-4, that at this point, it's just kind of, like, dead for them. And anything that they get is for next season. And they're kind of already starting to evaluate, like, okay, where can we be next year? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe maybe it could be the first 0-4 team in however long or maybe of all time to make the playoffs. I don't know. 17-game season, things are different. But, yeah, I agree. It's definitely evaluating for next year. This kind of Justin Fields performance makes you think that they don't – that they're not going to take a quarterback or something like that if they if they get, like, that top Panthers pick or something. Like, this – that that performance was – man, that was what he is supposed to look like. That's what he looked like in the first half of last week. Um, so it's definitely kind of <laughs> deceiving, I think, a little bit with uh, based off of what we thought their long-term plans were. But yeah, I mean, hats off to the Bears though. Like they, quick turnaround. They've been they've been the laughing stock of the NFL this year. They have everybody's clowning them. Everybody's got something to say about whatever's going on, either with their defensive coordinator, with their front office, head coaching, Justin Fields, all of the above. Not good enough all around. Everybody's pointing to it, but they were able to just turn it around against a good Commanders team uh, and get a win. I mean, I. That that's that's great, but sometimes that's all it is, though. Too sometimes that's just all it is, and it's that's one good win, uh, and it's a long season. So you're right. Yeah, it's just one good win. See what they can do with it for the rest of the year. But again, as you said, who knows? Maybe they can be the first 0 and 14 to make it to the playoffs. We'll see about that. Let's get into the live action that we got right now. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Buffalo Bills over in London. The game started about I don't know hour and a half ago. Jacksonville is currently winning 11 to nothing. They scored an early touchdown in the first quarter um, with a pass to Zay Jones, and they went for a two-point conversion. They were able to convert, and they got a field goal. Meanwhile, the Bills, man, they just haven't gotten anything going, especially on the ground. Josh Allen's leading the team with 12 yards. Damian Harris, Latavius Murray have eight and six yards, respectively. And then James Cook, he's got negative two yards. I don't know what's going on over there for Buffalo after such a high of last week beating the uh, beating the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I got James know, Cook in fantasy, man. I'm yeah, that that number's got me worried. Anytime Josh Allen is leading the Bills in rushing, unless he you know was just killing people out there, that's that's usually not a good sign. That they're usually having an issue on the ground. They actually just scored a touchdown, so congratulations! Oh, eleven to six now. Yeah, look at the live update you get on on the Streakers podcast as we're doing it. These London games throw us off, man. When we when we're talking, uh, when we're talking NFL Sunday picks and stuff and stuff like that, I would have had the Bills today too. Um, Jags second game in a row internationally, not in Jacksonville. You know the owner's been pushing. He loves he loves going to play, and having back to back games I think is a real advantage. I don't think that that's like not real. I just would have I just would have thought that the Bills, you know, coming off of such a big win, I don't think that they would have you know, rolled over a little bit. I thought that they would have come up and, and said, we're here. Like we're, you know, we're really good team. We're one of the best in the NFL. And maybe, maybe they will take it to the Jaguars in the second half, but yeah, they're down 11 to seven right now. So uh, I would say, I would say the key for them is that, is that run game. If they can get that going, 
they'll, they'll be they'll be better because you know you don't want Josh Allen throwing. I don't know if I want him throwing closer to fifty times. I'd rather keep it down to like thirty, which is still a fair amount. So. Yeah, I mean, playing from behind, you're obviously going to throw the ball a lot. I mean, that drive that they just had, 11 plays, 86 yards, four and a half minutes. I mean, that's a classic Bills, like, drive there for you. Uh, Stefan Diggs was the one that they cut with the 15-yard touchdown reception there, now 11-7. to So that, that kind of changes things a little bit. 11-0, uh, going into the half almost. Now you're down just a field goal or four points because they have a two-point conversion earlier. Jacksonville did. We'll see what happens here in the next uh, minute and 14 seconds. Maybe the two-minute offense for, for Jacksonville can get them into, like, field goal range. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, this is a huge game for uh, both teams, actually. I mean, it's an AFC matchup. Obviously, we know the AFC is super, super competitive this year. Uh, Jacksonville, they're trying to – they're fighting a little bit more than they probably were thinking they were going to have to in, in the South. And then the Bills, you know, you got the Dolphins that are – right on your tail all season they're going to be. So you're pretty much looking at that week 18 matchup where you're probably going to be going for the division there, most likely, down to Miami. So this will be a good game. Looks like Trevor Lawrence just had a little dump to uh, ETN. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get him off of this game. We'll go into our pick him this week. I had the Bills winning this game, by the way. Uh, Me too. You had, yeah. Obviously, hindsight is 2020 right now. Um, if you could have, if you would have thought about it a little bit more, yeah, Jacksonville being there already for a week plus, Buffalo having to fly all the way over there, getting cha- accustomed to the time change and everything. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe by the end of this this podcast, we'll have a final there. But maybe no, we definitely won't. We'll we'll be done before then. But we'll get you that final uh when we're back on Thursday. But moving into the pickups this week. We have the Houston Texans going into Atlanta and taking on the Falcons. Falcons are favored by two and a half. Oh, man. I I got C.J. Stroud everywhere this week in fantasy. I have been raving about him all, all season long. I really like what the what Domenico Ryan has got going on there in Houston. And I'm going to go with Houston as dogs going into uh, Atlanta. I just haven't been too impressed by Desmond Ritter and the Falcons so far this year. I think that the Houston Texans are going to go in there and they're going to come out and they're going to be three and two. That is going to be awesome for the, for, uh, for, for the Texans and their fans. Patrick, what you thinking? Yeah, shout out to another AFC South team. I guess that's a massive uh, tie uh, going on right there. Tennessee, if, if the Colts win and Tennessee, that would mean a Tennessee loss. So it'll be a three-way tie considering, you know, Jags and Texans win. Um. I like the Texans too. Yeah. Give me CJ Stroud. I'm buying into the hype. I'm buying into the stock. We're, you know, I'm investing in these Ricky QBs. They're they're coming, they're coming around. The Texans don't have a ton. That's the only thing I'm nervous about is like how long can you ride CJ Stroud? Like, can he really take you home and and you know have you compete for a playoff spot or a winning record or you know, winning your division? Like, I'm a little bit hesitant because it's like, man, this would be just best case scenario, I think, for the Texans right now. I mean, this is probably through the first four weeks, best case scenario that if you had told that any Texans fan that you would have been two and two after the first four weeks, they probably would have taken that. So I'm a little bit hesitant because I'm like, I don't know what the ceiling is, but I definitely just don't know if Desmond Ritter is an NFL quarterback. I don't know if he's an NFL starter in this league. So 
give me the Texans. Um, but as far as their long-term outlook, I'm definitely going to start. Uh, I don't know. I might have to pump the brakes a little bit, but I, I like the win this week. The The Falcons look so bad against the Jaguars last week. Yeah. I think uh, the Texans are probably going to be a week-by-week situation, but this this situation this week looks pretty good for them, in my opinion, and seems like you agree as well. Moving to the next game, we got the Carolina Panthers at 0-4, heading into Detroit and taking on the 3-1 and Lions. Lions are favored by nine points in this game. So that's a lot of points, but I think I'm going to have to go with it as well. Detroit, Detroit is just so much better. We've not we've been talking about it all season. Bryce Young has not looked good there in Carolina. Um, I don't even know. I think if you put a different quarterback in Carolina, I think they're doing better. I just have not been impressed. If you put like Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud in Carolina, I think that they're doing better. And I think they have their team a win by now, at least. I think the team is still pretty talented for the most part. Maybe the defense, not so much. But then he's got weapons on offense. Like, he has people there. Hayden Hurst and Adam Thielen, for example. He was using Hayden Hurst in, the, in week one. I think he had, he had a touchdown. So, I don't know what's kind of going on going on there. But, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with the Lions here. Uh, Montgomery, I think, is going to have a field day. I think he's going to run all over this defense. And uh, Carolina's going to end up coming out 0-5. And I would even take the nine-point uh, spread there for, for Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. This is the one uh, rookie QB I guess I'm not buying into. I said I was buying into all of them or whatever. Last, uh, just, you know, a minute ago. But I'm not going to buy into Bryce Young just yet. I'm definitely worried. Um, I don't think he's playing timid. I don't think he's scared out there. I think it's kind of just comes down to an ability right now. The game is quick. So some, some of the things you couldn't do or you could do in college, you can't do in the NFL. So I think there's an adjustment period, period, and I think that the Lions are going to take full of, full advantage at home this week. They want to build momentum. Being 4-1 and one in that division will really give them a leg up, especially on, on a 2-2 two and two Packers team right now who play the Raiders. Um, that, would, that would give them a multi-game lead. Uh, so I, I like the Lions here. Great. Moving on from one rookie quarterback to another, we got the Tennessee Titans heading into Indianapolis to face A.R. Richardson. And, I said A.R. Richardson. Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Both of these teams are 2-2. Two and two. Looks like the, <clears throat> the Titans are going to be favored going into Indianapolis. So Colts are going to be dogs at home by two and a half. I'm thinking the Colts in this one, man. Jonathan Taylor coming back. I think that's going to be a huge boost for them. They've looked really, really good. Anthony Richardson can stay healthy the whole game. God forbid he gets another concussion issue, whatever. That would be something that we have to look at uh, moving in, moving on into the year. Kind of like a Tua situation almost. But, you know, based on his build and everything, no one's really going to talk about it. Uh, the Titans, they just look – they haven't looked too good so far this season. But I will say one person to look out for is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. All season, I think in weeks one, two, and four – the Colts to the top wide receiver of the other team have given up like 25 plus fantasy points. So if you could get DeAndre Hopkins, that would be a good move and start him this week. But I'm still going to take the Colts. I just, I, I really like their offense and what they got going this year. So I got the yeah. dogs at home. And it should be noted also, Jameer Gibbs is doubtful to play in the Lions game. I don't know if you mentioned that, but I saw that, uh, 
just now. And uh, so hopefully David Montgomery does run all over them for our, for the sake of our picks and for the sake of Lions fans. But yeah, he'll have the workload today. Um, Colts, Titans. I picked against the Titans last week. I don't know why I'm like so herky-jerky on the Titans. I can't really figure out this team. I can't figure out if they're just going to fade into the bottom of this division with two teams uh, that are surprising a lot of people on top of you know the Jacksonville Jaguars who everybody thought was going to be good, and they are. So I don't know if they're going to do that or if they're going to rise up and be like a 500 team, which they are right now, and you know, possibly play spoiler to whichever team is trying to crash the party and make it to the playoffs and win the division or whatever. I don't know what this team is doing. So I picked against them last week and they killed the Bengals. Might be more of a, a more of a indictment on what the Bengals are right now instead of what the Titans could be. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do it again. Um, I'm going to pick the Colts against the Titans. I don't think that uh, Anthony Richardson is, you know, flash in the pan. I think this guy's legit. Um, 41 to 72, uh, 479 yards through the air, three touchdowns, more rushing touchdowns. Um, Zach Moss has been had been great in relief of Jonathan Taylor. They'll probably split carries today at some point. I'm sure they'll want to get Jonathan Taylor out there. Maybe, maybe 10, 10 touches today. Um, Michael Pittman Jr., one of the one of the more underrated wide receivers in the league. Love the way that this offense runs. Um, and the defense isn't half bad too. Tennessee's favored, but I would say at least the Colts cover. This will be a close game regardless, because the Colts have had close games anyway. Um, even if they haven't won. So give me the Colts regardless. I agree again. Moving to the next game, we got the New York Giants at one and three going down to Miami and playing the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins coming off a rough week over in uh, Buffalo. They are favored 13 points. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. That's a huge number. Uh, Obviously, the Giants have not looked good at all this year. The Dolphins, their offense has, of course, been outstanding this season. 13 points is a lot, man. Looking down at the injury report, if Saquon Barkley – is playing, I would take the Giants to uh, cover that, and I think that it would be probably a 10-point 10 10 point game, something like that. Um, but if Saquon Barkley is not playing, I'd give me the Dolphins at minus 13. Either way, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I just think they're a much better offensive team, and there's no way in my mind that the Giants are going to keep up with what the Dolphins are going to do on offense. Now, the defense, I don't really know. I don't know what's going on, on over there in Miami with their defense. Vic Fangio has not really done a whole lot. Um, I know it's four weeks. This is week five now. Uh, I, I want to see a a clean game from the defense. Get a turnover to give up, like, I don't know, 10 points. And just make it easy. You know the offense is going to do its thing. Although Toronto Armstead did go on the IR this week. Uh, I don't even know what the injury is. Let's just call it a whole body injury because Tyrone Armstead is always hurt. Um, but he did go on the IR. However, in the first two or three weeks when he wasn't playing, the offensive line played really, really well. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, there will be questions in the offseason about what to do with Tyrone Armstead, but that's neither here nor there right now. But, yeah, give me the Dolphins overall. If Saquon plays, uh, New York Giants will cover their spread. But if not, then the Miami Dolphins will cover theirs. Yeah, I don't think Saquon's going to play today, but 
I can't go against you, man. You're a Dolphins fan. You're the expert. Uh, yeah, the defense hasn't looked great, but I don't know if the Giants have anything that could even really take advantage of it. I think this could be one of those games where you're figuring stuff out on defense, and it could be a confidence boost. I really think that's how bad the Giants are right now. Um, I don't see anybody keeping up with the uh, three-headed monster now that is Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Chase Claypool. So I, I don't see anybody keeping up with the offense. They seem to have got uh, the running back situation figured out too. I, I mean, as much as you hate that you lost to the Bills last week, at the very least, you you got the Giants this week. And Tyreek Hill might just be the best wide receiver in the in the NFL right now. I I think bumping the road, the the Bills game. We'll get back to that. You know, bookmark that page and say we're coming back. We'll um we'll evaluate where we are compared to them in week 18. Not uh now. We're not gonna let that cloud our judgment. I think Mike McDaniel's gonna have this team ready to play. I don't think they're gonna roll over against the Giants team that can't win unless you roll over. So uh, give me the Dolphins. But yeah, the spread is tricky. The spread is is a lot. Yeah, yeah. Even with that super high powered offense, uh, it's still it's still tricky. Little update in the Jacksonville and Buffalo game. They just went to halftime. Trevor Lawrence was able to get their team his team right outside of the red zone, but with 17 seconds left, I think he got it was like a strip sack or something. They got a fumble, and uh, the Bills were able to fall on top of it. And uh, they just need the ball, and they went into the half. So it's currently eleven to seven. They had the the Jaguars had a chance to to get some points right before the half, but unable to do so. And then uh, the Bills are going to come out and they get the ball to start. So very easily, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were feeling pretty good after the first almost full two quarters, they could be going into their first possession in the, of the second half down fourteen to eleven or fifteen to eleven, whatever it is. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. But moving into the next game, we got the New Orleans Saints going into New England and taking on the Patriots. The Patriots are favored by one and a half. Patriots are one and three, but they've looked – they haven't looked good on offense, I will say that. But defense, they're always going to be doing well. Although, uh, Gonzalez, right, Christian Gonzalez, that is his name, yes. Uh, out of Oregon, he is on the IR. He's going to be out for the rest of the year. Uh, it seems, but they did just get J.C. Jackson, as we were talking about last week. Don't know if he's going to play this week, though. Uh, obviously, just coming back. Oh, he is going to play? Okay. Uh, obviously, doesn't need much time. He's already He already knows the system. He knows the playbook. So he's going to be playing for them this week. So that's just kind of uh, they're going to replace each other. Well, not replace each other, but he's going to replace Gonzalez. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. But I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one, as I've said. I am not very high on the Saints this year. Derek Carr has not looked impressive to me at all. Uh, obviously, not not good that he got hurt like two weeks ago. That definitely sucks. But I just haven't been really impressed by their offense this year. Then again, the Patriots, I don't think they have been very good on offense at all, especially with Mac Jones. I think it could be a quick hook today for Mac Jones if he doesn't play well. Uh, they got Bailey Zappi, who they used last year. He actually played okay. But I think it's going to be a battle of the defenses, and I would take the Patriots' defense over the Saints. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Neither offense is going to do a whole lot. And uh, it might be a field goal at the end of the game for the Patriots or something like that. Yeah, I like what you said. Yeah, this could be a quick This could be a quick hook. I'm going with the Pats, too. Uh, J.C. Jackson is going to be an all-pro corner again now since he's back with New England <laughs> after he was just garbage with the Chargers. 
uh, to start this year. It's kind of amazing how that happens with Patriots cornerbacks. I don't know. Bill just knows how to coach him. Um, but yeah, this could be a quick hook for Mac Jones. I think especially considering that they won't need a ton of points, in my opinion, to win this game against the Saints. I think the defense will be sharp, and I don't think that the Saints' offense is is very good right now. I think they're figuring stuff out with, with their car still, even though they have Kamara back, and Michael Thomas is still alive and healthy. Somehow, someway, he has made it through the first four weeks of the year, and he's going into week five, um, and, and the rest of the, the weapons are still there, still healthy. They just haven't figured it out offensively. So I don't think that there's a ton of points. And I think if uh, the Pats aren't able to score, I think they're going to go to Bailey Zappi as well. I mean, they cut him <laughs> in the uh, in the preseason and then they re-signed him. So I, I don't know exactly what their feeling is on, on him, but I think that they're much more confident in a week's worth of preparation uh, to put him out there. Cause I think that they're fully bought into like that idea that they might just take out Mac Jones in the middle of the game and they could, you know, take it home. I mean, they're, they're week by week crew. So they don't really care about the long-term effects that this might have. I know, I know they do not care at all. So um, I could see him getting pulled and they still win, honestly. Yeah. Super weird. Obviously you're super very used to Tom Brady being there and just every week, like, yep, you're going to play, play good. Hall of Famer, whatever, and now you're stuck with Mac Jones, who you don't know what he's going to be. Most of the time, it's pretty crappy. So yeah. we'll see what happens in that game. But who did you you pick? The Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Okay. We both agree there. I think we've agreed on pretty much everything so far. Um, we, yeah, we've agreed on every pick, including the London and the Thursday game. Wow, look at us. So technically, we're like 0-1.5 and and at the moment. Because we both had the Bills winning, and they're down at the half. Yeah, we both had the Commanders. Oh, tough. That's a tough L. I would take that, too. I, you know, I, I said before the game, I wasn't going to touch any bets on that on that Commanders game. That mm-hmm. that was, like, it did feel like a toilet bowl. I had no idea. No yeah. idea what was going to happen. But, hey, DJ Moore for the win. Love that. Moving <laughs> to the next game, last 1 p.m. game. Uh, they're a little bit more balanced this week. I know the last two weeks they've had, like, eight or nine one o'clock games and then three uh like four o'clock games obviously this is also the first week of of buys i know the seahawks the bucks saw baker mayfield there at game day he had a great day uh with oklahoma winning against texas i said seahawks bucks chargers and then who's the last team i don't i can't i can't think of it off the top of my head i don't know but those three teams are, are on their bye right now. I can't remember that fourth one. But we'll move into the game. We've got Baltimore Ravens. Browns. Browns. There it is. Good Good. Good job. Um, going into Pittsburgh and taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man. I think this one is going to be a slapping by the, by the Ravens. I think they're going to go in and win big. Uh, I'm Again, I've not been high on the Steelers at all this year. Matt Canada, he had one good game. And then I don't know if you saw the clip on Twitter or anything, TikTok, wherever you wherever you view your videos. Um, Chris Boswell went, was going in the locker room, and uh, after Matt Canada was kind of high-fiving people, Boswell goes, it wasn't because of you. It ain't because of you after their win, I think, against uh, the Raiders. So that was really funny, and I, and I agree. Nothing is because of Matt Canada. He has been terrible for them, and – I think it's just one more bad game and he's got to be out of there. 
Oh my and I god. Think that, I think that's this game. The Ravens, they're just so much better. Uh I'm also Kenny Pickett also. He just doesn't execute. I don't know if it's the system that's really bad for him, but he just has not looked good in an NFL uniform at all. It's also kind of it's also kind of miraculous that he like I thought blew out his knee last week and he's gonna play today. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy that he's playing. I, I like Baltimore was my pick to win this division. This division over the last couple of weeks has turned into what I thought was gonna be a bloodbath to start the year after the first couple of weeks has turned into like ooh, I don't know who I'm high on, huh? Like a bubble bath almost? Yeah, like a bubble bath. That's exactly right, Mason. That's a good one. But yeah, no, it's it's not it's not very good. Uh, I thought that the Browns were going to be better. I thought this was Deshaun Watson's comeback season. You know, nobody's rooting for it, but sure, Deshaun Watson. But um, it's it looks like no. It kind of came back down to earth. Bengals don't know what they're doing. Steelers definitely don't know what they're doing. And Ravens, I don't know. Tough. That was a tough loss against the Colts. It was, it was, but they're just kind of taking advantage of a pretty lackluster division. Um, one thing to note: looks like Pat Fryermuth is going to be out in this game. Was he out last week too? I think he was. So he left. He left last week's game with an injury early. Okay, so probably the same one here. That's obviously a big loss there for for Katie Pickett losing a big, big tight end there for him. But yeah, I think we both agree here: Baltimore Ravens covering as well. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a mask. Not masker is a makes it sound like it'll be like 20 points but like i think 10, this is two touchdowns touchdown. yeah. yeah yeah we both agree on that moving to the next one we have the philadelphia eagles taking on the los angeles rams i almost said chargers um los angeles rams oh man see so the eagles they're 4-0 right now but they're not playing the type of football that a super bowl team making team obviously they didn't win uh should be playing i think they can play much better they're still maybe getting over being in the super bowl but we're in week five now like i think this is the week they want to turn or they just want to have a absolute banger of a game on both sides of the ball throwing it all, all over the place running all over the place defense playing well i don't know if it's that game for them but i think that's what they want the Rams, they're, they're getting Cooper cut back. I'll let you talk about that. Um, but who did I pick? I'm pretty sure. I definitely went with the Eagles, right? I definitely went with the Eagles. Yeah, I went with the Eagles going over to the West Coast and and taking them down four points. I would say this is a field goal. So I think it's going to be a close game. So if you're feeling risky, you could, you could take the, the Rams line there. But I think the Eagles will win by a field goal. In this game yeah i took the rams i i you know what the eagles, different. yeah no finally the eagles can't go undefeated so at a certain point they're going to get a loss um yeah you're right they haven't been playing like that dominant level of football that like if if you saw four and oh you assume that they would be playing they haven't been that this year but they've still been really good so i have to respect it last week with washington though i think this team is just I think they're due for a loss right now. And I think the Rams with Cooper Cup coming back just ignites their offense. Like as long as Stafford can stay healthy, I think that this this uh Rams team will be competing for a playoff spot. And <laughs> I know those are two big ifs, but that was what we felt like before the year started was that this team was capable. They had plenty of 
players to make a run at the playoffs. So this is a very capable team as long as they sell, as long as they stay healthy. I like the Rams today. I mean, sometimes it's NFL's week to week. I think this is just one of those cases where I'm not going to say under any circumstance that this Rams team is better than this Eagles team, but I definitely could see a win here. So I'm going to take it because I like, I like the angle that Cooper cup coming back brings. I don't think that, uh, that they would win this game otherwise. For sure. I mean, the Eagles having to go cross country over to, to the West coast. There's always that, like, you know, the travel gets you tired and everything. I mean, it's possible. They are due to lose. They haven't looked amazing. Not they aren't great, but they haven't looked the way that they should. So this could be one of those games that they just kind of drop the ball a little bit. Maybe, maybe not to the extent of like the Cowboys losing to the Arizona Cardinals, but something like that because the Rams are so respectable and they're getting Cooper Cup back. So I can't argue you there. Moving on, we got the Cincinnati Bengals going into Arizona and taking on the Cardinals. Obviously, at the beginning of the season, <clears throat> you're thinking that this game would be a massacre. It would be over in two seconds. But these teams are kind of going in opposite directions almost. Uh, they're both at one and three, but the Bengals, they're, all the, they're always the team at the top. You're kind of thinking, okay, Super Bowl type caliber team. And we got the Cardinals who are were looking at the beginning of the season, like Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Now they could still be kind of in that situation, but the Bengals, man, they, they're not looking good. Joe Burrow has not looked good at all this year. Jamar Chase is always effing open, but he's not getting the ball as much. Not getting in the end zone, that's for sure. Uh, I'm not going to go with the with the Cardinals here. I want to. I really do. Um, I think that would – I think it's very possible. But I think this is kind of that game that the Bengals, they're going to go in, they're going to take care of business. Um, I think they win by more than three. They're, they're favored three points right now. But I think they go and they win by ten. And Joe Mixon has himself a rushing touchdown. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins each have a touchdown. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to have like three three or four passing touchdowns. And the defense is going to do what they need to do. I think four touchdowns as an offense is going to be enough for them to win this game. So give me the Bengals to to win against the Cardinals. So when I was picking these games, I just kept reminding myself – as much as the NFL's week to week, you got to kind of listen to the trends, the trends and what's been going on and what's been happening. Well, the Cardinals are playing teams a lot tougher than anybody ever thought that they would. And the Bengals are really bad right now. Their quarterback's not healthy. And there's kind of a looking, they're kind of just looking around to see who's going to step up and it hasn't happened. Um, so with that in mind, I almost picked the Cardinals. But I just can't do it yet. I, I'm gonna ride with the Bengals one last time. They they killed my uh 16 leg parlay last week. I was 15 and one. They they were the team that dropped the ball. But I'm gonna go with the Bengals too. I have to agree with you. I don't think it'll be that kind of dominant performance. But if it is, that could be something that turns the season around. In all honesty, um, but I thought that that's what was gonna happen when the Giants rolled into town against the Cards, and they did come back and win. But that didn't ignite anything. They almost felt like they got away with it. I thought like maybe the Cowboys were going to just roll over the Cardinals. They didn't do that. Cardinals won that game. I have thought a lot of things. I thought a lot of teams were going to just, you know, lay it all out there, put it on the table and just destroy the Cardinals. That just hasn't been what's happening. So I think this game is close, but I like the Bengals too. I don't know if this turns their season around, but I think they have to get a win here. 
they mm-hmm. just have to. Yeah. So I, I agree fully. Yeah. They have to get a win here. If they can, then they rattle off a couple more. Then maybe we're, we're we're talking here by week, I don't know, nine or ten. But as of right now, this is this is pretty much as early as a must win as it as it can get for for any team, but especially the Bengals right now. Moving to the next game, we got the New York Jets taking on the Denver Broncos, both teams at one and three so far this year. Denver is favored by two and a half. Watching the Denver Broncos this season, I obviously have not been impressed. Um, same with the Jets. But after last week, going up against uh, the Chiefs and Mahomes, Zach Wilson actually looked really good, had no turnovers, played great football. So I think they're going to build off of that, and they're going to go into Denver, and they're going to win. They're going to beat the Broncos. I think Garrett Wilson's going to have himself a nice day. Brees Hall is going to – I think they are no longer going to limit him. I think he's full speed ahead, and I think he's going to have a great game. He's going to run all over them. Uh, So give me the Jets to win on a very rare occasion. I almost disagreed with you here. I almost did. I swear. I promise. I'm not copying off of you. Um, This was a part of the trends thing that I was saying uh, for the last pick that I ignored. This Jets team looked really good when Zach Wilson was on last week. Man, if that's all it takes, if that's all it takes. And and we we gave Zach Wilson his flowers when we talked about this uh, last Thursday. But if that's all it takes for this team to look like that, they can beat every team in the NFL. They have that capability. Um, so I really like that. And I don't think that the Broncos are going to really rattle him. I think just a little bit of momentum for Zach Wilson, a little bit of confidence can really go a long way for the way that he plays. I think he plays well. I don't think he'll play as well as he did last week, but I think he plays well. And I think they're going to win. The Broncos just, they had a big comeback last week. By the Bears. Everything else though has pointed to this team is not capable of winning a ton of games they, they're they losing the games close and and otherwise they're just not winning they're 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 not very good so i'll i'll, I'll take the jets gotcha i agree as well moving to the next team we got the kansas city chiefs going into minnesota and taking on the vikings chiefs at three and one the vikings at one and three finally getting themselves that first win last week against carolina kansas city's only i feel like only is the right word here three and a half is it because they're I, I don't know they're showing some respect to the Vikings. They've had a very tough season so far, losing three one possession games. I think the story here is going to be the turnovers, uh, as always, for the Vikings. If they can limit that, they can stay in the game. Kirk Cousins has looked pretty good so far this year, other than the turnovers. I mean, he's already got twelve hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, just four interceptions. Patrick Mahomes, he has Kirk Cousins has better numbers than than Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has. Just over a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, and four interceptions. I don't know what what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. He hasn't really had like, according to the numbers, he hasn't had as great of a season as as you know you would expect out of him. Maybe he's allowing the run game to get going. I mean Pacheco. I have not always been impressed by Pacheco. I know everyone has kind of has raved about him, but I've never been really too high on him. But he's got two hundred seventy yards and two touchdowns on the season. Um, I don't know. Watson. Um, so I, I think <laughs> I'm taking the Chiefs here. I can't I can't possibly take the Vikings, but I kind of maybe have a little bit of an inkling of why this line is so close. 
I think you, you mentioned it, like the Chiefs haven't been crazy good. Maybe they're on a little bit of what the Eagles are. Like, you know, they they haven't exactly like just blown teams out. They obviously lost week one against the Lions. Um, and they were favored in that game. And I know a lot of people took, you know, that they were trying to, you know, hammer in Lions uh, to cover at the very least. So, you know, perhaps that could be why the only game that they really blew a team out was the Bears. So that's whatever. I mean, I assume that that line was pretty monstrous. But last week against the Jets, they didn't cover. I don't know if they covered against the Jags, but they won by eight points. So that that possibly could have been a they possibly could have covered that. Um, or excuse me, that probably was a that was probably enough to cover. So you're looking at this Vikings game and you're thinking, well, the chiefs haven't exactly just blown teams out. And all the Vikings need to do is not turn the ball over and not fumble three times in one game. And they'll probably keep it close. This is a very talented team. You got to respect the Vikings. They've somehow stayed afloat through all of these turnovers and they won last week. So I think that's why the line is what it is, but I'll take the chiefs. Cause I don't think that this Vikings team is capable of hanging in there with such a heavyweight. Uh, like the Chiefs, and I also think the Chiefs are due for a game where they just blow, just blow a good football team out of the water, not just uh, the Chicago Bears. I agree. I do also have the the Kansas City Chiefs winning in that game. So pretty much looks like we all agree on everything so far, except for the Eagles and the Rams. So that that's that's a game that I'm gonna have my eye on now because I want to beat you. You beat me, I think, every week. So. I, I want to get one this week. Uh, that's the only one that I, that's the only way I could beat you. <laughs> um, but we'll see when these next two games. Moving to the Sunday night football game, we got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I almost said Giants baseball in my mind. Um, man, this is a really good game. Both teams super, super talented. The line is three and a half for the, for the uh, 49ers. I think uh, that they win this game. Christian McCaffrey, man, if there was ever a year for it to be a non-quarterback to win MVP, I think Christian McCaffrey has that. I mean, he is doing everything right now. He's been running the ball really well. He's been catching the ball in the backfield really, really well. he got touchdowns galore. Um, if you have him in fantasy, you're loving life. Last week, he had like 48 points or something. Um, so I think that if if Diggs was there for the for the Cowboys, I think I would give the edge to the Cowboys. I think that they, that they would be able to stop Brock Purdy. But man, I no, I'm gonna go with the 49ers. But I can see this being the game that Brock Purdy gets overwhelmed and he takes that first career NFL loss. But I think with Diggs being out and McCaffrey being MVP level, and then all the other weapons that are on that 49ers offense, give me the 49ers. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to take the Niners too. Uh, if there ever was a year that a running back won it, it would be this year, I guess. You're right, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I guess he's the best running back in the NFL right now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor probably held that mantle and Derrick Henry, you know, for a while. But, yeah, I would give it up to Christian McCaffrey. This is – I'm so excited for this game. I am so excited. I think this Cowboys team is really, really good. I mean, they might be, what, third best team in the NFC, which I think is it's a clear third. So very, very good team. I am super excited for this game. But I, I think the 49ers have had their number, and they are on just a tear. So I'll I'll go chalk again 
because it seems like that's what I've been doing lately. Um, I'll go chalk again, and I'll take the Niners too. Yeah, this is a great Sunday night football game for sure. Two huge franchises having good years early in the season. See what happens, who comes out on top. Moving on to the final game, Monday night football. We got the Green Bay Packers going into Las Vegas, taking on the Raiders. There's no line on this right now, but the according to the matchup predictor here on ESPN, they have the Packers have a 55.3% chance to win. I'm gonna go with the Packers in this one. I am not I'm not overwhelmed by uh the Raiders, and I don't think the Packers will be either. I think Jordan Love having his full compliments of players back. Is Aaron Jones gonna be playing? It looks like yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's not even on the injury report right now. Um Bakhtiari did have uh, a fifth knee surgery uh, of his career or whatever, um, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Who knows? He might be done playing football for the rest of his career. We'll see about that. But uh, as as for the Raiders, again, just not impressed at all by them. Um, they're one and three. They haven't looked good. I think the Packers are the better team, better talent overall. So give me the Packers. If the line is six, then they win by a, a touchdown. So anything under six and a half, uh, I would take that line as well. Yeah, I'm going with the Pack Packers. I think they're a really good team. I think that they could make the playoffs. I completely misjudged what I thought that they could be. But, yeah, they, they need to uh, gather their marbles a little bit, though, because it's been a rough skid after their start to the year. I haven't been as impressed with Jordan Love as of late, but I still think that this team is really good. Playoff could be a playoff caliber team. They got smacked against the uh, against the Lions uh, a week and a half ago. That that Saints game they had no business winning realistically. So, and they obviously lost the Falcons game the week prior. So, uh, I'm hesitant, but I still think this is a really good team. I don't like what the Raiders are doing right now. I don't like the way that this franchise is headed. They look like they're going to be a team that tanks for Caleb Williams. Uh, in the next couple weeks, they're going to make that decision. I think so. Give me the give me the Packers too. Looks like uh, we agree on everything except the one. So I know I'm going to be paying attention to that that game, the, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Rams. That might be the game that I'm able to pick up this week. But we shall see what happens. Little final update here for you in Jacksonville. Well, in London between Jacksonville and Buffalo. Uh, both teams, I think, punted on their first drives of the second half. Um, Jacksonville up 11-7 to with 9.30 left in the game. Uh, Patrick, want to close this out? Yeah, I will say this about the about the Jaguars, man. They, their schedule is well, it was crazy tough to start the year. It'll, it cools off a little bit before they get to San Fran. Um, but otherwise, I think they'll be able to make up some ground. I like this Jacksonville team still. As much as we dog on them and say that the rest of the teams in the uh, South have uh, a new QB and a new look and they'll be good. I still think this is the Jags division. But yeah, this has been the Streakers podcast, uh, Sunday NFL week five preview. Um, I'm Patrick Previty. That's Mason McLeary. We'll be back next Thursday talking probably some baseball. NBA preseason just started. So we'll probably talk a little bit about that and we'll review all of these games and see if Mason finally catches up to me in the pick of games. I mean, uh, maybe this Rams game is interesting, but for now we're out of here. See you next Thursday. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.